All right. Uh, I guess let's just get it out of the way. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, get the ooze out of our system. Uh, I'm joined by uh, two returning guests. Uh, let's just, just do quick intros, uh, starting with you, Rick. Hi, my name is Rick. Um, Rip Carnage on Twitter, and I do some stuff on YouTube, and it's cool. You check it out. Such minutia. And Youngie. Hi, I'm Youngie. Young, like what we all feel in our hearts every day, and then E. Uh, the noise we make when we look in the mirror and re- realize we're not so young. Uh, I do voice acting. I do scripts and stuff. Watch Legends of the Galactic Heroes. It's one of my favorite shows, and Song One's in it. Yeah, although not in the uh, past the second one or whatever, so anything past that, fuck it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Wow. I should watch the whole thing. Um, do you go E when you look in the <laughs> in the mirror and you realize you, you go, E? <laughs> you, well, not you, like that. Not so. <laughs> how do you do it? Uh, and uh, I would like a, a take and go. Give me an ABC take okay, and cool. go. E. E. Um, do I have the I part? would like maybe a more honest, more filmic take. Uh, I, I, I was like, pretend you're in uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. E. E. Take uh, cover. That's great. Take cover. E. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, we asked Twitter for some for some shit. Uh, why don't we start with you, Rick? Uh, uh, pick a pick a topic from Twitter. So there was one topic in particular, and we got so many great questions from from the listeners mm-hmm. out there. Thank you all so much for uh, for contributing. It, it, it was it was hard to decide on just one, but I think the one that cuts closest to the core of the spirits of the conversation that we we're going to have is uh, uh, the size of a fictional character's penis. And I would just like to say that I think that <laughs> Luigi's got one hell of a hog. You think Luigi's got a hell of a hog? I think mm. Luigi's hanging dong. Okay. <laughs> wow. Young, youngie, how big do you think Luigi's dick is? Uh, do do our units of measurement apply to like Mario Land? What are you uh, talking about? It's the same measurement. I um, I. <laughs> do you think space works differently in the I, Mario I, I, well, universe? I mean, I guess. I mean, after seeing New Donk City, like we know that the proportions on Mario are different from regular humans, right? It's true. I but Mario is like, also bigger, like all around, kind of, you know, yeah. bigger dimensions. I feel like, so, in keeping with Luigi's Luigi-ness, I actually feel like he'd probably be a little, a little more modest, like, mm. you know, average, maybe like a good, like, <laughs> five or six inches. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> what's so let, let's take like Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, and think who has the biggest dong to uh, smallest dong? I think Wario's got a big fat cock, yeah, uh, and he and he knows it and he uses it all the time. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I think Waluigi has the smallest penis, absolutely. I could. Uh, I feel like Waluigi is rocking a chode. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Yeah. And also for those listening, this not to say like size matters. As again, it's not like oh, you know, small penis, big penis. What's important? But I think that while I personally think Waluigi has a small penis and is very preoccupied with it. Mm-hmm. Very like self-conscious about it. And that 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 would make sense. I actually um, feel what? like Bowser's the one who has the chode and Waluigi being the character he is has like an inverse penis. Ooh. Oh, interesting. I see. I see interesting. Yeah. I think Mario's just like 
pretty good dong. You know what I mean? Just like you look, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good chubby dong. I think Luigi's <laughs> is like average. Um, you know, uh, so I'd say it'd be like probably Wario, Mario, Luigi, Waluigi. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? What do you think? What is your ordering from dong to ding? <laughs> um, I, I I'd gotta say like Luigi, Wario, Mario, Waluigi. You think I, Luigi has a fatter cock I, than Mario? I think Luigi is fucking packing. I'm telling you, like <laughs> he is just the. I mean, he's pl- he's played for laughs. He's you know the clumsy brother. He's in his brother's shadow. This and that. But you just know that when he pulls down his pants, like that 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 thing's a beast, just hanging down to his knees. Oh my god! What is Max's verdict on this? <laughs> has I this mean, never been brought up? That's a good question. I don't think I've ever question. asked him. I am amazed. I mean, I, I'm sure we've... Hmm. I guess not. Well, okay, Youngie, how about you? I'm sorry. Who are the characters? <laughs> Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. Please imagine their dongs and rank them uh, from biggest to smallest. So, um, I feel like biggest is probably Wario. Yeah. And then Mario, then Luigi, then Waluigi. Yeah, that's exactly where I stand. All yeah. right, yeah, I think that's about right. I'm glad we agree on that. And this episode is demonetized. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Youngie, what's your topic you want to bring up? Um, uh, Suha brought up a great yeah. question. She wanted to hear our favorite regional or municipal, if your city has any, because uh, that's how Suha talks. Um, foods, <laughs> board games. I've never heard of municipal board games, but I believe they exist. Writing okay. and storytelling. I was going to say foods and storytelling is what I immediately thought of. Um, foods. Favorite regional yeah. board games? I, I, I feel <laughs> right? like the question I, was... I, don't, I think that's only applying to the foods part. Yeah, regional <laughs> foods, comma, board games, comma, writing and storytelling. I okay. love regional storytelling. That's like, a, oh, man, well, that's a the thing, storytelling in the, on the East Coast is so much louder. I mean, honey, uh, we got Broadway, we got Shakespeare in the Park. That's what I was going to talk about. That's true. Yeah. Okay, well, let me break it down. Regional best favorite regional foods. Mm-hmm. Um, either of you got one off the bat. Ugh. I mean, where where I'm from, it's all Slavic foods. I mean, it's a very very deep traditional Polish community. So lots of mm-hmm. uh, you know pierogi and kielbasa mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always Are, just uh, had a love for it. big there. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Michigan, since it's right next to yeah the. Shares a lot of that too. Yeah, punchkis were big. What um, are punchkis? I think punchkis are huge. Like they're almost like donuts, kind of. But like, uh, how do you spell it? Like peas. It, it uses a it's, couple uh, of non, uh, like non English. Oh, letters. I found it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fried. It's like a fried dough food. Yeah, it's like a fried. Yeah, dough. Polish donuts. Uh, but are, are they punchkis? I mean, my punchkis. Whatever. Um, punchki, punchki. I, I say Puchki. Uh, yeah. They are, yeah, they're like big old Polish donuts. Mm-hmm. They're usually filled with kind of some kind of jelly or jam. and They're good. Um, okay. okay, yeah, kielbasa is good. Uh, yeah, like uh, like pierogi. Um, let's see. Uh, how about you, Yogi? Uh, You know, we're known for bagels. We're known for pizza, but as you know, I've been contemplating a move across the country and mm. we'll see if that ever happens but okay. oh my goodness um <laughs> but uh yeah i know what i would miss and what a lot of my friends who've already made the move 
uh, miss uh, the most are just good old fashioned bodega bacon, egg, and cheeses, or mm, egg and cheeses, okay. depending on you know your dietary habits. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had one. Um, like I've had like a New York bagel, and they're great, and I've mm-hmm. had New York pizza, delicious. Um, but I have not had the you know the the famed you know bodega sandwich. Uh, yeah, I hear they're good. It's unpretentious. I also don't think I've had a New York hot dog either. Would you say a New York hot dog is worth getting? Uh, it's worth trying, but it's not something that I particularly crave. It's not a mind-blowing. No, I feel like Chicago has that on us in terms of, you know, dirty mm. water dogs. Got it, got it. Okay. Uh, for me, let's see, regional foods around here. Uh, I mean, the Mexican food is fantastic. Okay. Uh, K-Town's food is just phenomenal. Um... Youngy, I didn't. We did not go to Soban, correct? No, but it's. I think about it every so often. That name is tattooed into my brain. Yeah, I mean Soban is just the my my favorite restaurant. Their uh, uh, fucking braised cod. Oh my god, it's just so good. <laughs> um, so I I would uh, any any I've I've been a lot. I've been doing a lot of the um things on the Jonathan Gold list and uh. Oh man, a lot of the Korean stuff has just been phenomenal. Um, in terms of like hot dogs, I do love a love a danger dog. Uh, if you're familiar with what that is, I've heard that term, but refresh my memory. Danger dogs are just like your classic, like hey, those bacon wrapped, like oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. You find them like I always associated with um, oh, what's that theater that. I watch musicals that I don't remember the name, but they they always have a danger dog cart. It's just wrapped in bacon, deep fried, topped with like, you know, cheese and jalapenos and shit. Uh, it's 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 good shit. My association uh, with that is um Hatsune Miku. Yeah. Because she did like a Toyota Corolla commercial. There was a campaign a few years back where they featured her. And, like, mm-hmm. there was some weird B-roll or fake B-roll that they had in the campaign where she was like, oh, I love bacon-wrapped hot dogs in Japanese. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so specific. Yeah. I mean, I love bacon-wrapped hot dogs. They're great. <laughs> uh, do you object? No. Yeah. Rick, do you object? I don't think I've ever had one. A bacon-wrapped hot dog? I've They're pretty fucking good. I mean, do you like amazing. bacon? I, I do, and yeah. I like hot dogs, so... Well, uh, I would recommend you try it. Um, hmm. Board games next. Uh, Rick, favorite board game? You know, my favorite board game, I'm sure I've said it before the, the couple times that I've been on the podcast, but I, I still think Viticulture is is in my top. It's been mm, rekindled. You guys go crazy for that. <laughs> it's like. been rekindled for me lately because it was added to Board Game Arena. So, like, all of mm-hmm. my friends, you know, all of our friends have been getting into it. And... Uh, for a while there, it was like every three weeks we were making an appointment to play Viticulture together, and I just found out mm. that there is a cooperative expansion coming out called Viticulture World. Um, so I'm oh, really shit. excited about that. Nice. Uh, I I have been as you guys have been sucked into Elden Ring. I have been sucked into Arceus, Pokemon Arceus. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like uh, my board game arenaing has been. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I've, it's been lacking lately, but I, I just noticed they added Great Western Trail, uh, which is a great game. I don't know if you've played it. I, I need to play that with you because I've played it um, one time and I did not like it, but I've wanted to play it again. Uh, 
Interesting. I don't know if you'd change your mind, but what about <laughs> it did you not like? I didn't like the remember. disconnect between the mechanics, and I understand that that's a big reason why people like it, because it does so many things, but I felt like it did too mm. many things, and they weren't, they, they didn't gel very well for I me. See. Again, I played it one time, and I don't like to judge a board game off of one play, so... I'd like to play it again sometime and see if my opinion has changed. Or, you know, that was also several years ago, so maybe maybe my tastes have changed. I'd be curious, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it also a lot of a board game can really depend on the experience, mm-hmm. out, even outside of the rules, like, depending on who you're playing with, or maybe, like, like it, learning the rules was really frustrating, or, like, you know, something like, you know, there, like, there can be different factors that can totally color your, not color, but affect your enjoyment of it. And that's a um, that's a great point, actually, because I remember playing Great Western Trail and kind of struggling to grok all of the mechanics and how they kind of fit together. And by the mm-hmm. time that I was finally getting the hang of it, I was like, you know, floundering and going nowhere. And so it kind of yeah. made me enjoy it less. But uh, yeah, sometime we, we need to get on that together because I'd love to play it with you. Yeah, those denser games, because it's definitely a dense one. Um, like, you know, I have the benefit of, being a genius, no, of uh, of playing <laughs> lots of games. Like, do you know my count now at this point, roughly? Either Where you are you now? Game. Yeah, I, don't 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 check. Just uh, just guess. It, this is um, how many board games at the time of this recording, which for the listeners is going to be way later. But do you think I have played to date? Is this uh, is this going off of like a, a geek list? Uh, no, just how many board games in general mm. have I played? I, I guess, would, I would guess anywhere between 1,000 and 1,500. Take a swing. Take a, take a guess. Uh, we'll go, uh, we'll go 1,300, because I feel like it's on the high end. Okay, Youngie, how about you? Let's see who's I, closer. I don't, like, 300? <laughs> You think I've played 300 games total in my life? <laughs> That's fucking cute. Oh, That's no. hilarious. Uh, 1,109 to date. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm, I, I, at this point, just because I've played so many, I rarely come across a game where I'm completely lost. The only games that have managed to make me feel that way still, Food Chain Magnate. Have you played that one, Rick? Oh my god, that game is a fuck. I, I hate that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not fond. <laughs> I was not I did fond of not it. like that game at all. Uh, that is just beyond. And then uh, some of um, uh, what's the designer's name? Uh, uh fucking uh, Vitalis, Vital Asserta. Uh, he does like the Gallerist, Lisboa on Mars. Those can be a little much, but um, for the most part, like, you know, Great Western Trail, I think, I think if we sat down and, and I also need to refresh my, I've only played it, I played it played it in years, and I think this might be even the, be the new version too, so there might be some, some tweaks to it, um, but I, uh, I think if I broke it down for you and you played it your second time, you might enjoy it more, because that's how Wilco felt about, um, Feast for Odin. He really didn't like it at first, but the second time, I think he liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't like it? Or did? I did not play Feast for, for Odin. Odin. Oh, you did not play it. Okay, got it. No, I heard, um, I heard excellent things from my friend, um, but yeah. I never, never got around to trying it. It's really, really good. 
Uh, Youngy, your favorite board game that you've played? Um, probably Don't Stop, just because I'm better at it than the two of you. <laughs> uh, wow. wow. Um, it's also called Can't Stop, so clearly Whatever. you really love this game. I mean, um, when you're good at something, you kind of own it, and so you can adjust things to your liking. Are you, you good know? at it? Yeah. How? Um, you're good at rolling I dice? I feel like I've just won a lot. Yeah, and luck is on my side. There is a uh, risk management factor to it. Mm-hmm. Because you, whenever I play with you and Wilco, you're always like, trying to like blow your load all the way, like in one go. And I, I play things a little more reasonably. I feel like I put in a little more subtle strategy. Oh, I see. Anyone so, else? So you, so you play Can't Stop on Easy Mode. Got it. <laughs> yeah, you play Baby Bitch Mode. Got it. Oh, uh, wow. That game is only worth playing if you win it on your first turn. No, so. I disagree. Board game gatekeepers, the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't gatekeep games, so except that one. That one, you're, you're a coward. Uh, you're absolutely a coward. Okay, so we went to, uh, uh, how about a writing? Any any good writing lately? <laughs> I mean, in, in any medium, you know, doesn't have to be necessarily a novel. You know, Great. I, no writing, huh? Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I bought a book recently uh, that's based. Uh, well, it's 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 by um, by the guy who has a YouTube channel uh, called The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Okay. Have either of you heard of this? No. no what is this? It, so he has a uh, he has a YouTube series where essentially he uh, he makes up words to fill in the gaps in the English language where there are feelings or you know, oh. ideas that don't exist as actual words. And he actually builds them with, you know, a, a solid foundation. He has an etymology behind why he makes these words, uh, but he published a, a book. He published these in book form. And mm. it's literally a, a dictionary. One? Um, I do. It yeah. was, uh, I believe it was Klexos. And mm -hmm. the word, the word means, so it's, you know, I don't know if you guys experience this or not, but like the feeling of looking back in your past and regretting something or, um, you know, wishing things had gone different. Uh, I this have no word idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, this word yeah, in particular, no this word in particular is about taking those experiences and learning from them. It's the idea that you oh. can make yourself stronger based on, based on mm. those negative feelings and turn them into something positive. So that's one that stood out for me, but uh, it, it's basically just that um, for an entire book. And it's an absolutely beautiful book. Uh, the author is, he's, he's a fantastic writer. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's well worth your time. Uh, his name is John Koenig. Okay. I like that concept a lot. Like, yeah. um, and, and and going on Klexos, like, yeah, I'm the type of person where if I make like a really big mistake or something, or I I definitely like uh, sort of beat it into my head of like, okay, just next time, mm -hmm. just do not let this happen, mm -hmm. or try your best, like, you know, learn from this, you know, instead of just going boo hoo boo hoo, you mm -hmm. know, you know, it's too late, right? Just Make sure it doesn't happen again. I, I, I think that's a great, a great uh, one. I'm, I'm looking at the website right now, and there's some uh, Watashiato, curiosity about the impact you've had on the lives of the people you know, mm. wondering which of your harmless actions or long-forgotten words might have altered the plot of their stories in ways you'll never get to see. That's deep. Uh, damn. 
Okay. It's a very pretty beautiful, cool. beautiful read, actually. I mean, he, he's got just a, a very empathetic and, and loving style to, to his work that makes it easy to read and easy to relate to. So uh, highly recommended. Huh. Damn. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. Um, okay. Young, how about you? Mine is actually a recommendation that you gave me. Um, it's Which called one? The Characters Taught Me Everything by Megumi Hayashibara. Uh, who is yeah. the seiyu for many characters, but, you know, some are like Ranma, Sautome, Rei Ayanami from Evangelion, Jesse from Pokemon, Faye Valentine, you know, the yeah. list goes on. But um, it's just so refreshing to hear from the perspective of someone else who's, you know, worked in the entertainment industry, specifically as a voice actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I like is how genuine she is and unpretentious sure. i think in the foreword she's just like this isn't going to be another book where it's wow like wow look at all these roles i played and how great i am you know yeah. uh it's so interesting because she starts chronologically with you know her beginnings in 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 this in this industry and yeah there's so much interesting like historical and personal context um and also she she's very understanding i think um, she has a section that's my favorite where she talks about like how she doesn't really understand social media and it can be very discouraging and a lot sometimes. And so whenever you get bogged down by social media, just watch Ranma one half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I highly recommend that book to anybody listening. Like uh, uh, as an actor, I think it's deeply inspiring mm-hmm. because she is in my eyes, an absolute legend. Oh, absolutely. Untouchable. And to hear her talk about, how she even, you know, in her later half of, uh, in, I don't even want to say half, like the later, like more recent, you know, uh, roles of her career, she still feels some of the insecurities and stuff that, you know, you and I, you know, both feel as actors, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, while it's, it's, it's weirdly reassuring of like, oh, this is not an uncommon feeling and it may never go away, but it's like, but the fact that someone that badass also feels this way, it's like, oh. I feel better about it. Very yeah. reassuring. Um, exactly. And it's nice to uh, see that other people, because I know for me, I even after I finish, you know, a contract and you know leave a role behind me, I still think about what I learned from it and my process and you know how mm. it impacted me personally. And so it's nice to see, you know, in memoir form, someone else do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, for me, what I've been reading recently is actually um something that was recommended to me years ago, and I'm finally going through all of it. Uh, and that's um Tezuka's Buddha. Uh, um, are you familiar with this, Rick? I am not. No, Osamu Tezuka. Mm-mm. Osamu Tezuka is the creator of like Astro Boy and like you know you know oh, okay considered considered the god of manga. You know mm-hmm. like he. Uh, basically is a, one of the forefathers, if, if not the forefather of manga. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, our friend David, back in, this was back in maybe, oh god, high sc- my high school years, maybe early college years, was like, you got, you should read Buddha. Um, and I read the first volume, uh, but never went past it because manga was expensive. I mean, it's still expensive. But it's ma- pretty I, dense, I, too. It's dense too. Like I was like, I, I can't. It's like eight big omnibuses or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I read the first omnibus. I enjoyed it, but I never, uh, continued it. And then now, like, God, maybe twenty years later or something, or not. Maybe not twenty years, but maybe fifteen years later. I'm like, you know what? 
Let's read it. So I'm about more than halfway through, and um, I don't know if you have either of you ever read a Tezuka work at all. I have not. I'm ashamed to say the only Tezuka I've seen is his like anthro art. <laughs> okay, his, his furry porn. Uh, <laughs> his furry porn. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Tezuka. I I had read some Blackjack before, and I think I read one other thing. I forget what, but Tezuka has this really interesting at least in this work i'm sure some of his other works differ because you know he he, i think what's amazing about him is that he his his work covered such a wide spectrum of age like audiences like Mm -hmm. you know astro boys classic kids manga right like uh but then he 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 wrote stuff that was strictly for adults like very like and i haven't read some of that stuff yet buddha i feel like is kind of it's a serious work because uh, it's about the life of you know uh, of Buddha, right? You know how how he became the Buddha, uh, but it's still drawn in his cartoony style, mm-hmm. and uh, can like and it has like fourth wall breaking gags and like just like really silly car- like you know characters will bounce off the panels, uh, like you know break through panels. They'll do like stuff you would think about like in a in a very silly cartoon or comic but then it has some of the most emotionally raw like devastating like sometimes violent or emotionally destroying moments i'm like wow like it he is truly like a master like this i think showcases everything he's good at he's really good at comedy stuff uh really good like his art is so endearing and charming but like he doesn't pull punches like uh there's like really haunting really you know uh, uh just emotional moments that are uh captured within his his um his style and storytelling it's so yeah uh david uh if you're listening um, i i finally uh i haven't i was going to tell you when i finished but if you're listening to this and i haven't finished it by then i'm reading it so thanks for that recommendation <laughs> 20 years ago or whatever um, that, that sounds wonderful. I I, uh, I think I'll look into that because it sounds like uh, the kind of shit that's right up my alley. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I uh, I've just been sort of devouring that. I always have some manga or something I'm reading through um, while I'm taking a shit because uh, <laughs> I gotta have something. I'm I'm the type. Are you are either of you? Let's get into shit. Uh, when you take a shit, <laughs> do you are you do you need entertainment or do you just focus on the shitting? Oh no! I, I there has to be something else going on during the shitting. Uh, and what is that? Is it a book? Is it a game? What are you doing? For the past ninety six days, it's been Wordle. Ah, wait. So you only shit once a day, once a day? Uh, uh yeah. Only, oh, yeah. It's and a, only for Wordle that length. Morning routine. Yeah. It's a. I, I can't. Mm. I can't get out my my morning deuce. I can't drop the kids off at school until I find that sweet sweet five letter word. Lord, mm. so your body's like clockwork. It's like ding, wordle shit time, and then you just do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it's more like wake up in the morning and uh, yeah, morning routine. But that's uh, yeah. that's when I have been doing my wordle, and okay. so far it's working out well for me because as of this recording, I am ninety six days in a row with a one hundred percent win streak. Ooh, hey, flax. Uh, how about you, youngie? What do you mean? How about me? When you shit. <laughs> 
do you do anything while you're shitting? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're flirting with me on this podcast. What oh if Anna Marie hears this? Um, yeah. I feel like I multitask. I mean, I to be honest, I just take my phone with me and then, mm. you know, but for me, it's like in and out. I don't know. I, I get see. like work done, which is unfortunate. Oh, ooh, oh, hashtag working. Okay, cool. Uh, no, t- no time for reading or uh, playing a phone game or something. No. Do you refer to your uh, bathroom as the wordle. booth? <laughs> oh yeah, my goodness, you? that would be mad. I mean, I sweat in both rooms sometimes, so. Mm. Uh, yeah, for me, it's always a book. Uh, and I, I also get this from my dad. My dad also, he does it way, way longer than me. He'll take long, like, he's definitely like, done and it's just kind of reading i do the same thing it's like for me i think the perfect length is like a manga chapter like if i read one chapter if i if i'm done with the shit and i got like a couple pages left i'll just finish it off Mm -hmm. it's a perfect place to stop you know uh or or sometimes (laughs) uh our lights in this where we're currently living uh in this apartment uh they are automatic if you're not and if you're not moving they turn off mm-hmm. so i know i've taken too long if uh <laughs> it just pff, lights are off i'm like oh okay all right um, gotta get out yeah gotta get out um yeah I, i'm usually i usually have some kind of book uh it's been the best way to get through a whole bunch of manga and books i've been wanting to read lately okay um okay so writing Suha, you've you've given us so much through this one tweet. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Storytelling, we kind of covered that. I guess. Well, Rick, yours wasn't really storytelling, as it was just kind of good writing. Is there uh, like a really good? St- and I guess Youngie, no, yours is, it's like half and half. But any like good fiction lately that either of you have been experiencing? Well, I would like to close the loop on a conversation we had the last time I was on Prosidian Pals. <gasps> Full oh. circle. I uh I have since picked up a variety of uh of manga and uh yeah. I was absolutely enchanted by this one. It's just a little thing you've probably never heard of it. Full Metal Alchemist. Um oh, <laughs> yes. I, I I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's the it's the first manga that I that I picked up and read. Um and I just devoured it. I, I could not stop buying I, I was getting like the the three in one omnibuses and like nice, it just nice. I, I could not buy them fast enough and get through them and like I started passing them out to friends at work and like getting them yeah. into it as well. So it became kind of a kind of a book club among all of us getting into it at the same time. And uh Oh, that's so good. As for the storytelling, I just I mean, I'm not telling anybody who's listening to this anything that they don't already know, but it's just absolutely phenomenal. The the pacing, the characters, the characterization, the story, like everything comes together so well and it's it's kind of the same as what you described with Buddha. Like you know, there's there's comical moments, and there's there's times whenever you know things are just like you know goofy slapstick. But then there's also those really like gut wrenching, heart wrenching scenes, and mm. uh, uh, fuck shoe Tucker, and uh, yeah, just kind of hits yeah. you. It kind of hits you from out of nowhere sometimes, and uh, just really stuck with me. Like it's it's the one piece of fiction that I think in the past year that has stuck with me the hardest. So nice. Do you have a favorite character? I do. Um, that would be uh, uh, I forget his rank. Uh, Armstrong. Um, yeah, I think we talked about this. Yeah, Armstrong. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. great. Also, probably my favorite as well. I love Mustang as well in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. but uh, and also uh, Olivier Armstrong. Yeah, I, I like the Olivier uh, Olivier as well. But uh, 
Louis, is it Louis or Louis? Alex Louis. Alex Louis Armstrong. Yeah, Alex Louis Armstrong. He just, every time that I would see him, it just, I would just melt. Oh, so good. Um, and without spoiling anything, do you have like any favorite moment or something that like really hit you? You can be vague if it's like a big spoiler. Um, I think Big Brother. Uh, God damn it, <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um, I think my yeah, that part's hilarious. My 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 favorite, my favorite arc throughout it is understanding, understanding the antagonist from toward the beginning of the series and why they are doing the things they are doing. Mm, I, I think that that yeah. that just was it. I could kind of see where it was going, and I was so grateful that it paid off the way that I thought it would because it just yeah. like man that that was just so fucking cool. Yeah, never watched the 2003 anime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just never watched that. Uh, That's the better you, one though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, you Rick, you will. I think I don't. I think maybe did I say it at some point I should tell you what actually happens in that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you did. Um, I'm about halfway through Brotherhood, and I do intend on going back and watching it, fully understanding that it is uh, that it's shit. Oh, you are gonna watch the 2003. Anime. I I would like to watch it just because I feel like it's the level of bad that would be entertaining. Or wow. I don't even want to so say. You don't wanna, you, so, I don't even want to say bad because okay. I don't know that it's bad. I can't like prejudge it, but I've just I've heard from you that there are some whack ass decisions that were made throughout. It's fucking bad. Uh, now, so you don't want to know any spoilers? No, please. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm curious. I'm curious what your reaction will be. Uh, not to say that show is without value, mm -hmm. but. Oh my God! Is it so bad in <laughs> I, its decisions? I recall you telling me about Anne Marie's reaction to it. Yeah, yeah, just like what? <laughs> like and like you're lying. I'm like, no, it's oh. And the fact that Wilco has only experienced that version. Oh my God! Well, it's the definitive version, so right? Young, yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, God, but I, I'm so glad. Yeah, because I remember. Because you've read that now, you've read Vinland Saga. Uh, anything else you've read that recent, like since then, that is you've really enjoyed? So I've read two thirds of Vinland Saga. I'm through the first two arcs, and I just haven't started with the. Uh, I think volume eight is is the third mm -hmm. arc. I haven't started there yet. Um, but I've mm. also picked up all of 20th Century Boys, and I finally mm. got volume two in recently, and that was the last one that I was waiting for. So. Uh, I was waiting for the whole series to be on my shelf before I started it, so, uh... Nice. I'm, uh, very excited for you to experience that. Uh, Youngie, you have any, any, any good stories lately? Uh, yeah, I've been watching on Monday nights with Casey and Wilco and Pat and Tyler and whoever else is around in your server, um, the old 90s Batman, the animated series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... It's it's something that I do remember watching when I was like five, six years old, but maybe not fully understanding everything that was going on, but just being intrigued mm. by this whole dark world of Gotham. But yeah. uh, recently I was listening to a podcast with Kevin Conroy as the guest, 
um, mm. who, if you don't know, is the voice of Batman in that series. And, sure. um, you know, it was interesting hearing about his experience working on it as an actor at the time and, mm. you know, why he loved working on it. And so, you know, watching the show now as an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the choices that they made with the voice direction and casting and also, you know, the art, the art direction as well. Uh, if that's mm-hmm. the right word for it. But, you know, everything was painted on black, and it's like, oh, that's why everything was so ominous. Um, yeah. And the tone, too. It's it's crazy to see something from your childhood and revisit it and realize it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved that show as a kid. I It really was like... I felt like... I, I was like, should I be watching this? It's like yeah. so like dark, you know what I mean? Um, It was a really, truly mature, you know pretty groundbreaking um uh series did you did you ever get into like um like superman or justice league like the stuff in that same universe no for me it was it was like x-men the 90s x-men oh yeah i know you're really into that yeah yeah that was my thing but what i really liked about um batman was you know you kind of had like a villain of the week thing going on but at the same time it was character driven storytelling that you know, mm. even if there wasn't necessarily always an ongoing plot, you you kind of learned more about the world and about these characters and about Batman. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, it really was like genuinely a groundbreaking show. It was the blueprint for a lot of animation today. Mm. No. Um, for me, I'm I'm I don't really have a lot of patience for Western like superhero comics. Mm-hmm. Um but the one thing I do love is the DC animated universe. I love yeah. uh Batman the animated series, uh I would say, uh, I mean, I, I it's, this was a while ago now, but like maybe like five or six years ago, I, I sat down and I watched all of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which mm-hmm. is the same universe, same writers. Um, and it was great. I was like, wow, they, they really managed to tell like really interesting, mature stories yeah. um, within this universe that normally, I think what helps with the, sh- with the cartoon is, you know, uh, you know, they, there's it's not like comics where you can just ah we'll just re- reboot it and just you know start over right mm-hmm. like there are stakes there, are, you know uh when someone dies they're dead you know like things like that like it, it was truly uh worth watching so I've heard great things enjoying... about Brave and the Bold as well it's a it's different tonally but I've heard that's fun I've also heard wonderful things about Young Justice that's probably what I'll tackle next I think yeah I think Brave and the Bold is very different that's like you right. know your Adam West, like, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's great too. I mean, uh, I love my camp, so. Very silly, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Young Justice, I haven't seen a ton, but that does seem like the sort of, uh, sort of, uh, what do you call it? Um, the kid, like the, the next generation. Of, yeah, the modern take of, of what those were. But it's funny, there's, um, I just saw on, on Twitter, someone was talking about how when they were like studying voice acting, wanting to get into it professionally, it was, uh, Justice League that they were watching. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great voice acting as well. Mm. Also, um, I did not know, you brought this up in, uh, uh, I did not know Kevin Conroy was gay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like, He's that's one awesome. Of the, like, one I, of our I, people. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, I, I knew, I, I didn't, I don't think I knew that much about him other than like, I know he did like, Either he was, did he help like firefighters or he was a firefighter and then he helped like at 9 11? I heard about that story. Um, but 
Yeah, I could no, see that. The story that I had heard through this podcast interview that he was on was that I think he commuted from Connecticut to Grand Central for work and also for auditions and stuff. And he came out of Juilliard, mm. the acting program there. And so mm. when he was striking out to be an actor out of school, he almost passed on the audition for Batman. He was just like, what is this? Because it wasn't, you know, voice mm. acting for cartoons back then wasn't what it is today as far as like, right, oh, right. this is something viable or something that people, a lot of people get jazzed over. And so he did it and he approached it in a very Shakespearean way. And I was like, mm. oh, like sometimes it really is just about going back to basics and understanding a character as opposed to the trappings of voice print or a style or, you know, trying sure. to be funny. It's just about telling the truth. Uh, yeah, I looked up what I was talking about. Uh, after 9-11, he participated in relief efforts, uh, mm. volunteering to cook for uh, police and firefighters. And at one point, uh, I guess they found out who he was and they were like, do the Batman voice. So he did it and they were all like really, really like happy and like cheered or whatever. And he was like very humbled by it. But I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. what a cool fucking guy. Right? Um, yeah. It's a great story. Uh, now, Suha has a last part of this. Um, <laughs> maybe Young Ian, someone peer pressuring Rick into EO. Uh, I mean, Rick, have you, have you ever had any, any thoughts about... Uh, performance at all uh yeah i actually have okay uh and what in what in what regard like uh like voiceover or theater or what um voiceover i think um mm -hmm. so when so i i play with uh with our friend david uh adventure games on youtube we do adventure game let's plays and one of my sure. favorite things about doing that for the past i think i've been doing it for like a year and four months at this point um, and one of my favorite things about that is whenever there's like a journal or some kind of a big block of text that I have to read and just mm -hmm. doing that kind of made me realize that, you know, I, I kind of really enjoy doing that, like audiobook voiceover type thing. So, uh, I've had mm. a few things that I've been just kind of practicing with on the side, but, uh, it's something that I'd definitely, definitely be interested in exploring more. Um, mm -hmm. no, nothing that I've like, you know taken any classes for or taken any real steps toward but uh still something that i've i've done some you know just practicing on it, um for you like let's say let's say you do this because you know i i i've always tell people who are like interested in voiceover like you know some people will really want to make it a career some people are like i just want to do it and have fun with it for you where do you see your, is it like do you want to see like oh maybe i want to one day do uh voiceovers for uh, animation or or audiobooks or commercials or whatever or what do you what do you what what are sort of like your aspirations I guess I, I if you that, decide to pursue it I think I would enjoy doing audiobooks specifically mm. like that uh, yeah. that particular style I I don't really fancy myself as much of an actor um, but mm -hmm. I do I do really enjoy you know reading reading those stories out loud, you know, putting emphasis and emotion into it. Um, so I think that's where I'd like to land. I mean, it, it's the kind of thing where when I consider it at this point in my life, it's like, you know, I've already got a day job, you know, I'm stable, mm -hmm. I'm steady. So it's the kind of thing that I would just kind of do on the side and, sure, you know, maybe kind of lean more and more into. But I think that eventually going like full freelance and being a voiceover artist would be a uh, pretty fucking dope so um it's mm. it's uh it's a low-key goal of mine in the next few years to to really kind of dig into that and explore it a little more hell yeah i i, I never knew this is this 
I assume you then maybe mentioned this to Suha, and that's why she mentioned this. I, I've mentioned it once or twice offhandedly, like in mm. in Discord chats. Um, gotcha. So, and uh, I've actually well, uh, I've actually talked with uh, talked with David about it before, and uh, he gave me his blessing to uh, do a little bit of practicing using his book Theo in the Whirlwood. So. That's something Ooh, that I've kind of, okay. uh, mm. I, I've kind of thought about uh, putting something together there and maybe releasing it in podcast form or something. Nice, nice. Um, if you ever have any questions about it, let me know. And Youngie, I'm sure Youngie will also extend that courtesy as well. But no, it's competition. I don't got it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> gotta pay up, pal. No, uh, yeah. If you ever have any questions, I would love to, you know, dispense whatever advice I can give. Um, so, uh, I appreciate that. Feel free. I mean, do you have any right now? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. Um, okay. Yeah. Mostly because the kinds of questions I have are the kinds that you have undoubtedly already answered in your "never ask me these questions again" videos. <laughs> <laughs> I, since you are my friend, I don't care. Is there is there one? It's okay. Like I I listen. I have infinite patience. Uh, for friends and also, uh, earnest people. It's more so when people are just like, "Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know how do you do it?" It's like, well, <laughs> I, you know. I, I guess I'll ask but, you this. This is this is kind of kind of a direct question, but also kind of indirect. So I know that you in sure. particular, like Youngie, I don't really know your your origins with uh, with voice acting, but I know Sungwan that you uh you really kind of got your start on Tumblr, just like grinding yeah. it out and like putting yourself out there and, and doing different, you know, mm -hmm. voice recordings and, and like dubs and everything. Um, yeah. What do you think the, the modern day equivalent of that is? Like if, if young Sung Wan was getting into it in 2022, what vehicle would you be using for that? Twitter, Twitter mm -hmm. and YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people who still do it, uh, do what I did uh, and get a good attention. Um, Cause I'll see, cause actually, Youngie, did you see that tweet of Gaston? Did you see this tweet? No. That's all I'll say for uh, now. If you okay. No? I'll have to look that up later. No. No, uh, no, I can find, I can, it was something along the lines of, uh, oh, let me, let me find it. I think, uh, somebody I know actually dubbed it as a joke. Um, but it was along the lines of, uh, what the fuck is it? Um, Voice actor, uh, oh, this is great podcast material. The <laughs> what was this tweet? Let me see if I can find the tweet. Uh, I think I remember somebody retweeting it, but um, it was basically poking fun at people who dub these things. Like, how can I laugh if there's not a voice actor version that uh doesn't add to the oh, joke at all? Gotcha. Or whatever. <laughs> um, which you know kind of made me chuckle because. Um, okay, it's a uh, how can I laugh at this? There's no VA reading out the text and adding nothing to the joke. <laughs> um, which uh, I'm sure I, I know a lot of voice actors were like, yeah, I thought it was funny, but um, and I, 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 but I also did those back in the day. To be fair, I, I did add some jokes uh, to some of my stuff. I didn't you altered just the material. I did alter the material or make it or enlighten it, I think. But um, right, just like I changed the name of "Can't Stop" to "Don't Stop." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, That's you really exactly added the same flavor thing. to that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, to answer your question, I think Twitter would definitely be like I still see people doing that now. Uh, and because Tumblr's dead, 
just because it's all you have to really do is just you know take take the image or take the comic splice it up uh just record it make it a video and put it up there and um yeah there's that uh they also i'm sure put them up on youtube too uh tiktok but i don't understand tiktok but <laughs> i'm i'm sure Man, that's also a thing i feel like i'm too old um, for tiktok i am too old for tiktok i can't do it like uh it just doesn't make any sense to me but um yeah so i, I would say you know man I, I i i'm like i didn't i didn't know you had these aspirations i'm like i want to i want to mold you don't have to <laughs> we, 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 we mold, mold you i want to form you into uh Maybe after that. Maybe after this, we'll uh, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, I yeah. I'd uh, I'd love to talk to you more uh, in in a more private private venue. Sure, sure. Um, but I cool, would like cool. to know on that, like, what is the Youngie Chang origin story? How did you get into this, Youngie? Oh goodness. Um, I mean, I was always into anime and video games and cartoons and all that growing up. But I think from second year of high school on, like, it was my big aspiration to move to New York and do theater and stuff. Right. Um, and then I think j during my journey with that, I was like, I think maybe in 2017, I was doing freelance, like voice acting, uh, professionally, like on and off. And then, um, I think also somewhere in that stretch, I found now defunct, thankfully, online forums where people would do amateur projects that were often unauthorized shall we say <laughs> um and that I was kind no of my what you're practice about. right yeah um but that was kind of my practice and you know from there i would also do in the independent pro uh independent projects with like uh friends from newgrounds if they had flash animations remember flash um remember or newgrounds. games or something like that yeah and um from there a lot of those people who came out of those those platforms kind of went into the professional realm and, you know, I would say especially right before the pandemic for me, that's when I really decided to go all in and be like, all right, let's let's pursue this. So, I mean, Rick, did you know that at one point ages ago, I was I, I, I thought Youngie was super intimidating. Can you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> really? Yeah, because um, so a lot of voice actors our age um it's like the exact same origin story. It's either from that forum uh, that Youngie's talking about, or a, a little bit later, there's the Tumblr class, like me and a bunch of people from Tumblr. Mm -hmm. um, and I won't, I won't name names, but a, uh, a lot of voice actors yep. started either a lot. then or in Tumblr, like all around that area, area, area of like making stuff like online. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, hot. yeah, it was so hot. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I think uh, at the uh, there was a youngie was very uh, very sassy. I was a bully. Uh, I was very mean back then. <laughs> we had no interactions whatsoever, uh, but I just knew who he was because uh, uh, there was there was a really popular uh, comic dub at the time, uh, and also you know he was putting out his covers. So yeah, youngie was a he was a sassy, scary guy back then. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. He's a he's kind of a spicy boy, and uh, uh, how the tables have turned. Well, I mean, uh, no, I was I always a nice guy. People just needed to get to know me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, we we just sort of met, and I don't think I mentioned 
this until maybe later or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 sort of thing because yeah, I mean a lot of people even now I'll like I'll meet an actor and be like, oh yeah, I was so and so this username. It's like oh <laughs> wow. yeah, okay for real yeah. The other year, yeah. I there was someone who I was in a production with. He was like, yeah, you bullied me, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh boy, that, that's so funny well, how yeah. our uh, how our initial experiences with Youngy are so different. I mean, granted, yours was in more of a professional sense, whereas mine was in more of a social sense. But like, uh, so I first met you, Youngy, probably what a year and a half or two years ago, like on a yeah. charity board game stream of some kind. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the mm-hmm. first time we really interacted, and uh, I got to talking with Suha sometime after that. Our friend Suha, and she says, "Oh, you know, I, it's just so weird for me because you know." so many of you have your own social circle and I feel like I'm kind of like on the outside of it. And I said, well, I said, you don't need to feel like that. I said, you know, I've just, I've known Sungwan and Wilco and David and Max for so long. And she goes, well, and Youngie too, right? And I said, no, I, I just recently met Youngie. And she goes, you're kidding. You, you guys sound like <laughs> just old friends. Like, oh yeah, he's, just, he's a cool guy. He's easy to talk to. Like, so to hear that you were super intimidated by oh by... he she thought that Youngie was part of that circle she thought that Youngie was part of like the OG Mario fanfic circle yeah no I'm Mario illiterate yeah no how no he's not worthy of Mario he doesn't even <laughs> yeah I only think um, that Super Mario RPG is a way better game than Paper Mario but um I will say that uh, that is it it does say a lot though about how um cuz yeah young young you just fit right in. I mean again the the whole pandemic period of me basically mashing a bunch of different friends into a circle uh and seeing who stuck and who didn't and it was just very interesting like yeah uh, it was funny I was talking to Dave not that long ago uh and he was like yeah remember remember Youngie in his first appearance on that stream and like <laughs> I don't know if you remember this young you were like you were like back in that first stream you were like yeah just kind of playing it cool you know sort of oh hey guys uh, yeah, yeah. and now and now it's ooh <laughs> ooh uh, like it's called code uh, switching okay yeah uh, <laughs> you're like oh yeah I'm 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 just the cool guy who's like here for secret Hitler. Uh, and now it's ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I'm just glad I've seen the growth. Yes, uh, the true me. Yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of people, for the true me is when I start to make fun of you and start cackling at you. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a similar thing. For me, you know, a lot of people, when they first meet me, they think, is he tired? <laughs> is he mad? <laughs> um, I was at a con not uh, a couple days ago, and... We were just in the elevator, and then someone walks in and unprompted just looks at me and goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, so you look tired. I'm like, "It's my default state, yeah. I guess." Uh, like I was perfectly like not. I was fine, but I just I guess I have tired bitch face. I guess I don't know. But, no, I feel that. I used to get that yeah. a lot, and I I would say I have active bitch face. Um, yeah. No, it's, so. but I, you know, as far as like how we all got along and stuff, I think that's also a testament, not to just how cool we are, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, but also your, um, like the way that you curate your friends and suss out like, oh, would these people get along? Like, are these people chill? And mm-hmm. yeah, cause it, it really did feel, it does feel that way. And it felt that way very yeah. quickly. It was just like, oh, like these are people that I feel like I've known for a long time. Yeah. Um. I, I I think um it's it's been great like you know I think uh without 
the board game charity stream. It's I mean, I think I think Youngie, you and I would have eventually become like you know friends because we were you know we were always like I always noticed you. Oh yeah, yeah, interest in board games, and I knew you liked food, and we were gonna meet. You know, we were gonna meet in New York at one point, but mm-hmm. um, I think it was doing that stream, and it it did it helped accelerate. You know the it's like Rick how how Rick said like you know. For some some of us, we've only maybe really gotten to know each other over the past maybe two, three years or whatever, but it feels longer than that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because it's such a concentrated, like, you know, period of intensity, like, yeah. like going through that. Um, but I, that's something I really enjoy that now we can have these, you know, Discord calls, long, you know, conversations. Like, uh, I wasn't really having these prior, you know, uh, and I think that you just get to accelerate through social links, like, you know, like in Persona, it's, 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 it, yeah, Persona, <laughs> uh, which, uh, funny enough, was the comic dub that was really popular, and I was yep. like, "Ooh, those guys are so cool." <laughs> One day, I, 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 I joke, but huge inspiration for me. That, uh, I was like, "Oh man, I want to make stuff like that." You know, funny stuff like yeah. that, and that's what started. It's a testament to the thing. comic timing of uh, Sapphire, aka Cassie Wulu. She was the one who put that all together. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was a uh, definitely uh, inspired me back then. And it it was funny. I think you know, uh, she and I had a conversation, and we're like, she said something along the lines like, "Oh, like you know, that was very like I don't know, inspiring or whatever for me." And I was like, "Well, you inspired me. Like, I guess mm-hmm. it, I'm I'm happy to somehow <laughs> return the favor. I guess you know, uh, I don't know. It, it, you, you never you never know, right? Where crazy the, our crazy paths go." And life um but yeah oh, shit we're all, we're getting close to the hour before we uh i do want to continue a bit because did we even have rick no no rick you did the dongs <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> yeah I, I had five minutes I like, of dong and other than that it's been uh, 40 yeah. minutes of, of young it's been this it's been the suha hour Suha's multi-art 20 question. part question <laughs> um uh rick pick one one more uh, it doesn't even have to be Twitter, uh, but if there is one on Twitter you want to do. So the, um, there is another one, uh, and this was brought up a couple yeah. of times. The The question was favorite quote at the moment. Um, mm. And there's one that um, that I heard very recently um, from from a gentleman. He's a he's a reverend at a local high school and he does a lot of teaching on like diversity and equity and, and whatnot. And so we've been uh, we've been talking to him uh, at my workplace and like trying to really mm-hmm. ramp up our efforts to actually have like, you know, a, a diverse team and a, a really inclusive culture in our organization, because I mean, it's, it's old and white and we like, we want to change that on a high level. So we've, we've had this reverend in uh, and he's, he's a fantastic speaker. Um, he's just a really down to earth, empathetic guy, easy to talk to, but he was uh he was talking to us and and he he put this quote out there um I believe it's by John Maxwell according to the Google um mm-hmm. change is inevitable growth is optional and I like that quote mm-hmm. because there are so many people um you know in any walk of life that are really resistant to change you know things being yeah. different uh things changing you know passing by them you know when when they don't necessarily want them to change. Um, but it's going to happen. The world is going to change. And in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. our culture is changing for the 
better in subtle ways. You know, it's it's obviously not there yet, sure. but in subtle ways, there are changes for the better, and it's going to change no matter what. The question is, are you mm-hmm. going to grow with it? Are you going to adapt to it? You know, the 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 best thing that you can do in response to a change, in my opinion, is to learn from it and adapt and and grow because it's going to happen. There's nothing stopping it. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and also very very relevant to times now. You know. Uh. I, Youngie, do you have a, a quote that? comes to mind for you yeah i guess maybe it's less of a quote and more of a mantra but it's something that i've internalized and also something that you brought up during a heart-to-heart that we had with um with sapphire but Mm -hmm. she i remember at some point and you told me this too i think privately you said it's a matter of time and it was the context Mm -hmm. was talking about career success and that sort of thing but i Mm -hmm. think in general for me it's been incredibly grounding because like even though life is very short in fact at the same time i think you have to remember that you know, some things, whether it be career, like creative pursuits, endeavors, whatever, you you have to be in it for the long haul. Um, Mm. And so you have to be kind to yourself and patient with yourself and just keep trucking along and not kind of, and it's easier said than done, but you can't get overcome by like every little hurdle. You sort of have to keep your eyes on the horizon. So that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a, a quote, but something that um, I, I recently watched, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, which is a fucking amazing movie. Uh, you know, you've already watched it, right? No, of course not. <laughs> I'm a cultural yeah. traitor. <laughs> oh my, wait, have you not seen it? I haven't. I haven't seen Turning oh. Red either. I just can't watch unrelatable films, you know? Oh, my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, you know, as a, as a white guy. Right. Um, like, and, going to back to watch Cars. Like, that's that's my... That's... Mm. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen it. You just, just haven't done it? You know how it is when you work in production. You get busy. You don't have time for anything. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll you should it. watch it's, it. I'll watch it at some point, but go on. Um, well, I was going to try to, like, reference a part, but now I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't talk about it too much. But, because uh, if either of you have seen it, I think you should just watch it without knowing too much about it. But uh, something that's been a nice sort of common thread in a lot of um, uh, media, uh, like, uh, uh, that is, I think, is very important, is the idea of just enjoying life, uh... For what it is you know what i mean like not putting too much stock in like only career i, I keep saying i say this a lot to people like you can't put everything in career you can't mm-hmm. put everything in one one basket like you know you have to find fulfillment in all you know multiple areas of your life uh and i think it, it's been nice to see that you know stuff over the years instead of like the um the typical like you can fell you can achieve all your dreams if you try hard. It's like no, that's not true at all. <laughs> um, you could you could try all your life and never achieve. Yep. But what instead? What's important is finding value in what you did along the way. Was it? Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Was it fulfilling? Uh, you know, whether it's work or whether it's play. Like, did you have a good, you know, enjoyable life? I think that there's a lot of value in in that. You know, um, 
it, it's too easy to get caught up in like, oh, but you know, what's like, uh, and it's a deeper conversation to be had, you know, but you know, some people are like really get like, well, but what about my purpose? And then, I don't know for me, maybe I'm, I'm just like, oh, just enjoy your fucking life. Man, exactly. You, yeah, that's, you know, that, uh, there is some very easy traps to fall into. Like, you know, I won't be fulfilled unless I have a really important career or, you know, I, yeah. I achieve my dreams or even something like, you know, I need to have children and pass on my legacy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm 35. My wife is 39. Chances are pretty good at this point that we're just not going to have kids. And it's not that we haven't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, tried or wanted to. It's just it hasn't been in the cards for us. And there's mm-hmm. some days whenever that gives me like, you know, a bit of like grief and consternation, knowing that like I, I, I don't have that that next generation to, to raise and to come after me. But at the same time. Mm like you say, you can find fulfillment in other things throughout life. It's not necessarily about what I pass on to my next generation, but you know, what, what do I leave with my loved ones? What, what do I leave with the people who know me? It's not even what stamp do you put on the world? Because I mean, I'm never going to do anything that's going to change the world, but I am going to do things that leave an impression on my friends or on my family or, you know, just do a little bit of good. And that's, Mm -hmm it's important to find that fulfillment in, in your daily life and just enjoying things, enjoying the things that matter to you. Yeah. I mean, everything ever all at once. One of the big things about it is it, it it's really about, and it, it may sound trite to people, but it, it's just project. How much kindness can you project in the world? How mm-hmm. much positive, you know, it, no one ha- like in the grand scheme of things, we're all little specks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even the most, Famous person, most influential person in our lifetimes, I'm sorry, in the grand scheme, will mean nothing. <laughs> but uh, I think, like, as a, but in terms of positive change, uh, I think that has uh, uh, infinite ripples, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and even if it didn't, it's just a good, nice thing, you know, just, I, I think what you can leave behind is just kindness. And if you do that, and you know, enjoy your life as you're doing, and I think that's the that's the best thing you can do. Um, yeah. Well, we started with dongs and got to this, but uh, <laughs> uh, so going into yeah. hour two of the Prosidian Pals podcast, the question is: no. All How right. much pussy uh, does Link the get? Question... Oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh, Link. Ooh, there's two there's two trains of thought: either complete virgin, like never ever, or mm, uh oh, uh oh, hello. Oh, hello? Hello? Did we lose hello? someone? <laughs> hello? Hello? Can you there you are. Hello? Now we hear you. Sorry, uh, I was just saying, he's either a complete virgin, uh, or, you know, I think he's a complete virgin. And that's not a bad thing. I just don't think he's ever had sex. I think the question is not how much does he get, but how much pussy, or rather, bussy, Ooh. does he give? Mmm. Mm. Well, we'll leave you listeners on that very <laughs> profound question. Uh, before we head out, uh, just, uh, yeah, let us know uh, where people can find you. We'll start with you, uh, Rick. You can find me primarily on YouTube. My channel is Such Minushi. Uh, do a adventure game Let's Play series that releases every Friday with uh, our pal David, who you may have heard on this podcast before. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at rip underscore carnage. And uh, thank you very much for having me, Sungwon. This is always a very lovely time. 
Uh, my pleasure. Hey, Rick, can I be on the channel? You absolutely can. If you were interested, I would have you on in a heartbeat. Can we play a humongous entertainment game? We absolutely can. Okay. Uh, let's talk about let's it. Make that happen. Uh, Youngie. Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Youngie Chang. Um, and again, I do voice acting and writing. At the time of this recording, I'm working on season three of Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Dinoya Tessa, um, which is on Crunchyroll. So please check that out. It's one of my, you know, that's my Titan, my hero, my, uh, uh, you know, alchemist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird, my Titan, my hero, my alchemist. Uh, well, thank you both for being on, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I will for sure have you on again in the future. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.